He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Did anybody see the movie Sound of Freedom? If you haven't, you've got to go and see it now because what is happening right underneath everybody's nose needs to be become all our business. Sex trafficking is the second largest form of illegal trade in the world. The kidnapping of men, women, and children has exploded in recent years. I think it's something like a 500% increase in just a few years. This impacts everyone and nothing drives home the point more to me than this topic that we're all connected. What one person does impacts everything else. And if you aren't doing your part to stop sex trafficking, you're allowing it to happen. So I'm going to talk about what you can do to stop sex trafficking without being Rambo and going to a foreign country and posing as a customer. Because when I looked this up, what I found was suggestions to call law enforcement, learn about the signs of sex trafficking, and create an awareness program. Learning about the signs of sex trafficking is helpful, but waiting on law enforcement is something that only happens after the deed is done. Awareness isn't all that effective either. We all have power. If we use that power, things happen. So let's talk about what you can do to stop sex trafficking. It's 30 strategies in 30 minutes or less. There's millions of us. Think of what good can be done if each person did something. All right, here we go. Number one is value humility. Humility keeps us small. That isn't something that we prize in America. We're all about being the best. And number one, it makes us feel entitled to better treatment or privileges because we see ourselves as on top and others beneath us. This could lead us to stomp on those who have less power, size, money, or perceived value like children. People who prey on others feel entitled to whatever they can get from them. Being humble puts us on a level where we can connect from the heart. In which position would you rather be in? Two, practice empathy. Empathy is the understanding of what it is to walk in someone else's shoes. When we have empathy, we hurt when they hurt. So we don't want to cause hurt. If we see hurt, we want to alleviate it. Empathy keeps us connected. We don't hurt people that we belong to. Now you might be asking, what does this have to do with stopping sex trafficking? Humans do this to other humans. The greatest power that we have is power over ourselves. So if we take ourselves out of the equation as perpetrators or middlemen, a lot of the problems go away, don't they? So three, learn healthy boundaries. In order for sex trafficking to happen, a whole lot of boundaries have to be violated. If we learn where our lane is and stay in it, the problem ends. We also have to assert our boundaries and don't let people guilt trip us or manipulate us into vulnerable situations. 
Four is stop sexualizing little girls. When girls are babies, they're seen as angels and adored. When they're girls, they become invisible women in waiting. Once they start to develop, they're now sexual objects. I experienced this as a kid. I can't tell you how many grown men would look at me and say, you're going to be a heartbreaker when you're older. Just what exactly were they looking at? They weren't looking at me and seeing a little girl. They were imagining a hot young woman. If you look in any toy store, you'll see little kids' makeup, high heels, and toys that teach them to be more attractive to the opposite sex. Little kids have the same bikinis, crop tops, and short skirts that women have. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dressing the way you want to dress. Shaming someone for wearing shorts is just as bad because it focuses on the girl as a sexual creature. Sexualizing little girls destroys their self-esteem and teaches them to look outside themselves for approval. If they get approval for sex, they may objectify themselves and put themselves in a position of being used. So let's check ourselves and allow them to be the innocent children that they are. Number five is stop buying porn. I'm not judging or saying that consenting adults can't do what they want to do. I'm saying that as long as there's a demand, there's be a supply. At least some of the actors are not consenting adults, they're minors. At least some of them are being sex trafficked. When people wanted to protest slavery, one of the ways they did that was to boycott sugar. If the sugar demand dropped, the demand for slave labor would drop as well. So if you buy magazines or watch videos, even free ones, consider stopping. It's a way that you can protest the child sex trade. Six is stop watching the type of programming that's not X-rated, but is still pornographic. I can't tell you how many HBO series I started watching, but the first show was so graphic that I stopped watching the whole thing. HBO does that to shock you and to get you hooked. But the thing is, it takes more to give you that same thrill. So the next series has to be even more graphic and violent. That's how we get to where we are today when A House of the Dragon has a child porn scene. That's mainstream. We're desensitized. Don't let yourself get that numb. Stop watching violence and graphic sex in your regular programming. Go wholesome. Seven is talk to strangers. Lots of places are installing talking benches or chatty benches to combat loneliness. These are benches that say something on them like, I'm free to talk, so that everyone knows it's okay to talk. Loneliness makes us vulnerable to health issues, suicide, mental health issues, and sex trafficking. If you have someone to talk to, you're less likely to fall victim to an online stalker because you're less vulnerable. Eight is heal. Along that same note, our parents teach us how to love. If we learn that love is painful, neglectful, abusive, or that we have to take care of someone else's needs or ignore our own, we're more likely to be attracted to people who may want to do us harm and more likely to stay in an abusive situation. Many sex trafficking victims feel that they love their trafficker. The love bombing worked. So even though they're not chained down and can walk around freely, they stay. The same is true with dogs who are abused. It's called learned helplessness. Heal so you aren't in that situation. I have a video on my YouTube channel that can show you how fast it can be. Check it out. Nine is get to know your neighbors. Studies show that in neighborhoods where people know each other, there is 20% less crime. We don't steal from people we know, typically. This is a very easy way to make your surroundings safer and happier for everyone. 
I grew up in a safe neighborhood, and I think that if I were in trouble, there were many places I could have gone for help. I think that that wasn't an issue because I had so many adults home during the day. I knew who they were, and they were always looking out for everyone. Ten is meditate on peace and love. There was a study where 4,000 people meditated on peace in Washington, D.C. The crime rate was very high, and it reduced by 23%. When the project ended, it went back up. So meditation matters. You matter. You have power. This is something that everyone can do. Even a few minutes helps. Eleven is pray. Prayer is energy. I don't know how it works. I just know that it works. Pray for the victims, the traffickers, yourself, your neighbors. Sending that loving light everywhere. You don't have to believe in it or even believe in a particular God or religion. Just pray. Twelve is don't give up hope. Someone close to me has been in a trafficking situation for the last five years. Seeing the movie The Sound of Freedom gives me hope that that can end someday in safety. Everything's energy. Dr. Viktor Frankl determined that hope is what kept people alive in the Jewish concentration camps of Auschwitz. It's free. It's just a matter of choosing your thoughts. Thirteen is talk about it. The most powerful thing that watching The Sound of Freedom has done for me was prompted me to talk about it. The more aware of the problem we are, the more that we'll see it. It's flourishing because it's happening under our noses. When we shine a light on it, I think the ugliness of it must prompt us to do what we can to stop it. At least that's my hope. 14. Support causes that result in arrests and help victims. This is way down my list because it's easy to throw money at a thing and walk away and forget about it. Causes need money. Everything costs money. But I'd also suggest that you do something to put some skin in the game. This isn't happening in some far-off land. This is happening right here to people we see every day. Fifteen is to let go of perfectionism. Now, perfectionism in and of itself isn't a risk factor for becoming a sexual predator. But when I was a sex offender treatment provider in a prison, a lot of people I worked with had a fear of failure. They couldn't be seen uh, to be wrong or bad, so they were attracted to children because they were so much more powerful than the children were and would never be seen as wrong or bad in their eyes. We all find our own level, and if you're crippled by perfectionism, your equal might be a child. Japan has a sex doll epidemic because it's easier to be in a relationship with a robot than a flesh-and-blood person if you fear criticism. A doll won't criticize you. So if you have a problem with perfectionism, you may need to dominate your partner or buy them to feel secure enough to be with them. Handle the perfectionism and you can be on a more loving playing field with anyone. 16 is cultivate healthy self-esteem. Everyone needs validation. People with low self-esteem may feel invisible or unimportant without validation from others. So they may seek it from children, weak people, lower power people, or people they can dominate. People with high self-esteem don't have to manipulate or dominate others because they don't require their validation. They can validate themselves. Are you seeing where I'm going with this list? It's a personal responsibility list. It's a way to reduce the threat by making sure each of us handles whatever we bring to the problem. In the movie Sound of Freedom, one of the good guys became a good guy after being involved in drug trafficking because he realized that the prostitute he hired was a minor. It sickened him. And freeing children was a way of making amends. So take responsibility. Do what you can. Every little bit helps. 17. If you see something, say something. 
I think I saw something in Edinburgh airport and didn't say something. I saw this little girl with a man who might have been her father. It was a fair assumption, but it didn't feel right. She didn't have on the right clothes. They were for the wrong season and didn't go well together. She's about seven, and if a seven-year-old dresses herself, she might wear a pink tutu with a coat. It happens. The clothes are for the wrong season, but people who are traveling come from all over, so that's not unusual. I wore a coat on a day that was set 90 degrees, so I didn't say anything. She also looked like she was drugged. We're in an airport. People often go long distances without sleep. I certainly had. So I didn't say anything. I should have said something. It would have cost me nothing and could have saved an innocent girl if there was trouble. I will forever be haunted by that. I'm talking about it here to make it fresh in your mind so that I won't do it again, but you won't either. You'll remember this conversation. 18 is be mindful. Mindfulness is about being present with whatever is. When I asked myself why I didn't say something about the girl in the airport, my answer was that I typically move through the world in a space of I know. What that means for me is my head, heart, and gut are all a yes. There's no doubt or hesitation. With this girl, I didn't get an I know, so I didn't move on it. The reason I didn't get an I know is because my head couldn't accept that someone would do something that horrible to a child. We all believe what we want to believe. In the movie Sound of Freedom, the porn guy got arrested on child trafficking charges because he wanted to believe that the cop understood him and liked him. The first set of traffickers got caught because they wanted to believe they can make a lot of easy money. It's good to believe in the goodness of people. It would be hard to live in a society that doesn't have that foundation, but be skeptical. See what's there. I couldn't let my mind accept that the girl in the airport could be in harm's way. I learned something that day. It's better to be mindful and deal objectively with all the data when you're not sure. It's okay to not always be 100% sure before acting, especially in a case like this where what is at risk is so high. 19 is use social media to get attention. There was this TV show called uh, The First 48. It was about the first 48 hours of searching for missing people because that's when it's most likely that they will be found alive. Social media has made the search so much easier. People like you and me sharing tips go a long way in recovering people and making the police care. We all know that people of color and women are low priority, and we can change that by caring. 20 is take care of your own kids. Kids are preyed upon by people who have easy access to them. Teachers, babysitters, neighbors, people like that. If you're at home taking care of your own kids, you reduce their risk. 21 is pay attention to your surroundings. There's so many cameras and cell phones around that it's insane that people get away with sex trafficking. It's hard to hide a human being. We're big. And that's exactly how one trafficker got caught. He snatched a girl from Texas and abused her as they drove along to California. He was doing laundry and left her in a car. The girl wrote, help me on a piece of paper and passersby called 911. Imagine what could have happened if everybody minded their own business and ignored her. Yeah. 22 is talk to the kids in your neighborhood. I think we think that sex trafficking victims are kidnapped and locked away, but sometimes it happens right out in the open with victims going home each night to their parents. Your child could be having sex with strangers because the trafficker is threatening your life. Maybe they took pictures that they're using for blackmail or are giving kids drugs. 
Be alert. It could be happening right in front of you. A kind word could make all the difference. Twenty-three ladies, don't go out drinking alone. It's too easy to be roofied. I haven't heard of anyone being trafficked this way, but definitely raped or almost raped. This doesn't just happen to kids and young women. The average age of a sex trafficking victim is 27. That means a lot of over, older women are snatched too. 24. Be wary of cruises. Cruise ships are notorious for offering low wages, so it's easy to bribe the crew to look out for victims and assist them in getting them off the ship. Maritime law makes it easier to avoid reporting crimes and having no investigations. If you're lost at sea, thrown overboard, raped, or kidnapped from a cruise ship, the chance for justice is very slim. Traffickers like a low-risk game. A friend of a friend disappeared from a cruise ship years ago, and nothing was ever done about it. She's never been seen since. 25. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. If you get that dream job offer in Tahiti, or Prince Charming promise you, promises you that he's your soulmate, and asks you to come and live with him in Bali. You might be getting lured into sex trafficking. If you go overseas of your own accord, it's not kidnapping. That's another low-risk, high-reward lie that can get you in trouble. 26 is teach your children to respect femininity. When I was a little kid, I was a tomboy, and I loved playing with boys. My father was on the wrestling team, and we all wanted to wrestle too. So one day I was wrestling with my brothers, and one of them hit me. Before I knew it, my dad was on top of him saying, don't you ever let me see you hit a girl. And that was it. It never happened again. In that moment, both they and I were taught that females were to be protected and respected. And that's how it should be. Not because we're better, but because we carry the future of the world in our wombs. And it's the male God job to protect us so that life can go on in a healthy way. If you want a healthy culture, motherhood and fatherhood, our masculinity and femininity have to be respected and honored. Girls need to learn to be ladies, and boys need to learn to be gentlemen. I don't mean that guys can't cook or do dishes. I mean that we value the energies of each other. 27 is find and use your voice. A lot of important people must be involved in the sex trade for it to be so vast and so hidden. There must be a lot of people who know things who aren't speaking. Please find and use your voice. Sex trafficking doesn't just exist because people sell children. It exists because people buy children and others look the other way. There's a lot of opportunities to break this cycle. Let's start talking about it so we can stop sex trafficking. 28. Strengthen your family relationships. Did you know that most of the kids who are sold into sexual slavery are recruited by their family members? Crazy, right? It's true. The family should be a place of strength and safety. If each one of us does his or her own part to strengthen our family relationships, we can keep more children safe. Be the watchful aunt or the helpful cousin. Know what's going on in your family. Happy people aren't sex traffickers. Having a warm, connected family is one of the things that makes us happier. 29. Support media that highlights healthy human relationships. When we go to violent movies, we essentially tell producers we want more violence. Money drives everything. Think about what you're purchasing and buy responsibly. Let your life be a reflection of your values. 30, and the last one, is socialize with healthy people that you don't know. Why? 
because this allows you and them to see each other as equal human beings. It's hard to victimize someone you see as an equal human being with the same rights and desires as you. This is a way to reduce racism and all the other isms. We stop othering and see each other as humans. When we stop othering and see each other as humans, it becomes really hard to be ugly to them in all ways. The big picture of sex trafficking is that some people see other people as objects. So they force, manipulate, or coerce them into doing their bidding. These people didn't learn from slavery, the civil rights movement, or the Holocaust. If you have listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I believe there's only two real choices, love and fear. Fear gets us more of this pain. Love will heal it. We have to do that by taking personal responsibility for ourselves, our choices, and the energy that we put into the world. If we put out lots of love, light, and safety, we'll create sanctuaries for people and spread more love. If we put out fear, we can collapse in on ourselves and make it easier for the light to go out. When I say I'm an earthling, I mean this earth is my house. You are my neighbor, and my neighborhood is being contaminated with an element that is not healthy. I'm going to do what I can with what power I have to address this. With your help and the guy next door's help and the guy next to that, we can turn this around. Remember, this is about demand. If we take away the demand, the supply goes away. So let's stop supporting this with our dollars. What can you do to stop supporting sex and violence against women in society? What can you do to stop sexualizing girls and stop the entitlement mentality? Leave me your ideas. We need more than 30. I appreciate you tuning in. Please share this. Everyone needs to hear it. And if you're serious about changing yourself and our society, join my free group. It's in the, it's in the show notes. We're all about creating meaningful lives through belonging. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.